What happens when two best friends find something new to fangirl about in the midst of a global pandemic? They start a podcast. Welcome to BTS Sesh. From awards to biases to comebacks, Allison and Rachel want to talk about all things BTS with you. Hello and welcome back to BTS Sesh. I'm Rachel. And I'm Allison. And I don't do CrossFit. (laughs) (laughs) Do you, Rachel? No, I don't. But based on RM's live, maybe we should look into it. I mean, I don't know. I don't want bruises all over my neck, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, goodness. Welcome back, guys. Yes. (laughs) That was so that was so funny. Hickey gate, you guys. Yeah, yeah. That was one of the funniest things to happen in like the last week and a half. It really I was. would say. Um, it was awesome though because RM came to say hi. And yeah, like, he got on live with us. And he was like telling us that he was working on new stuff. Yeah, and... he's like he seems really pumped. He's like, I'm just working mm-hmm. and then I'm playing and then I'm working and then I'm playing and I love that. I love, I love that they've got that, you know, they're able to dictate their own schedule and find that balance and yeah. do what makes them happy. But people lost their minds. <laughs> I saw, so I saw people lose their minds for two reasons. Mm-hmm. One for Hickeygate. Yes. Um, because people were like, I mean, everyone on my, most everyone on my timeline was like, good for him. Good job. Yeah. But then there was a select few that was like, you guys are being rude and disrespectful. If he says it's from CrossFit, it's from CrossFit. How dare you say that the boys lie to us? And I'm just like, <laughs> all men do is lie. Sugar was over here saying a solo concert would be boring. Yeah. And then and he was then like, he, by the way. And then he was like, hey, world tour. <laughs> So, like, all men do is lie, so. Truly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. My whole thing was, like, who cares? <laughs> like, like, honestly, I hope it was a hickey because that would be more fun than CrossFit, you know? All I could think was, like, if if he was injured doing something, they do weird stuff in CrossFit anyway. Yeah. I feel like, like, there's just a lot, there are a lot of, there are a lot of exercises that they do in CrossFit that just don't make sense in my brain Mm -hmm. and like trying to picture him knowing how clumsy he is like doing something like that like I could absolutely see him getting some weird bruises in weird places but like you said I I hate the thought of like one of those like resistance bands like snapping (laughs) that would be terrible I would hate that for him so please also Please let him have gotten gotten that like bruise in a, a more pleasurable. Yeah, play. exactly. And you know, I just I would like to add this to my list of weird excuses of why people have hickeys because it's you know it's just a bruise. It's not a hickey. It's just a bruise, Rachel. It's just a bruise. It's just a bruise. <laughs> my two favorite ones so far have been from various high school friends. One was I fell off my bike and landed on the handle. I was like, no, you didn't. That's very specific. <laughs> and the other one was, I ran into a doorknob. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. So I would love to add CrossFit to this list so that I've the been keeping of, yes. <laughs> mentally. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, that's perfect. Because it also, like, perfect. right? Because, like, those excuses, they're always so obviously not the reason. Yes. But I have to say, the fact that he came up with cross, like, it's so RM of him to be like, oh no, someone noticed this bruise on my neck. What do I say? CrossFit. 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 Like, for his brain to go to CrossFit first. <laughs> <laughs> it's just so it's, it's honestly, it's much more believable than walking into our doorknobs. So. <laughs> True. <laughs> Especially since he's so tall. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> he just, like, accidentally runs and maybe he actually did run into a doorknob at CrossFit. I mean, I don't know how that would work, but. 
Maybe they were lifting doors. I don't know. They do weird stuff at CrossFit. I've, I've never seen anyone at a gym lift doors, but <laughs> it could be a new thing. Who knows? We flip tires, so. <laughs> right? Right? Exactly. Oh, my gosh. But, yes, that was one of the funniest things yeah. and to happen. The other thing that people were kind of sad about was he said he's off his indigo mode. But, I mean... I feel like that's fair, though. Yeah, right? Because he's been, they're like, he just released it, though. And then they go into the whole promo stuff and how hype isn't, like, supporting the boys and blah, blah, blah. Oh, my gosh. But it's like, he worked on Indigo for, like, at least two years straight. Yeah. For me, it's like, the release isn't the beginning of something. It's the the end end of something. Like, this is the culmination of all of his hard work that he's put into this particular piece of art that represents a specific point in his life and now Mm -hmm. it's done it's out in the world it's no longer just his like he has shared it with us and now he can move on it's like this this catharsis right like he's like okay here's my art now I can move on to the next project right like it's over for him like it might be just like we're just now getting it but Mm -hmm. now we can enjoy it for the rest of all time yeah exactly so (laughs) and it's not fair to artists I feel like to keep them in this little like they have to stay within their certain little boxes or whatever because like how are they supposed to grow how are they supposed to mature as artists if they're not allowed to explore new sides of themselves in this this period of time when like BTS is using this time to explore themselves as artists so exactly People are wild. They really are. But I feel like this is a great way to transition mm-hmm. into talking about J-Hope in the box. <gasps> J-Hope in the box. Oh, yeah. By the way, happy Hoboary, you guys. Happy Hoboary. Happy birthday, J-Hope. Happy birthday, J-Hope. He did his birthday live and Jimin was there. And it was precious. And it was precious and cute. Loved every second of it. Yeah. I just really enjoy whenever the members crash each other's lives. It's the best. It's the best. I love, though, that, like, in this one in particular, <laughs> J-Hope, he was, like, he was doing his live, and Jim was initially in the comments, and he was like, what are you doing? I'm like, oh, right yeah. outside. Like, let me in the door. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Me, too. It makes me really happy. And the fact that Suga had a cake made for him. Like, a special He's one. so cute. And Jen called, I think, and wished him a happy birthday, or at least, I think he said he called and wished him one, he and then also, Jen also left an Instagram comment. Yeah. Yep. Which is really sweet. It is. And apparently, you guys, Jen, time is just going by so slow for him. <laughs> Poor man. <laughs> but I mean, honestly, he usually spends, like, all of his free time playing video games, and he can't do that in the military, so. Yeah. It'd yeah. suck. Fortune. but it's okay we're like 15 percent the way through or something yes like and he keeps leaving us you know like every month every month we're gonna get a little message from him because yeah. we got another one on valentine's day yeah he he sent us a valentine's you guys it was very cute it was so sweet and i was like jen i know he's so precious just the fact that I know that we're going to get one every month is, it's getting me through. Truly, truly. But let's go back to the fact that it's oh, February yes. and we February. got J-Hope J-Hope's birthday and J-Hope in the Box that was released like on Disney Plus right in time for his birthday. Yeah. Um, amazing. That, so that, I loved it so much. Like especially the first half like there's just something about seeing them like working Mm. creating music but then also like hanging out with their family that Mm -hmm. is just it makes me so happy like to see them like doing the work and then just how they interact with their family like the first half was my absolute favorite I just I have to say you know for the umpty umpty time they work so hard they work so hard What I loved about it, too, is that J-Hope, every time he was like, oh, this is so hard, I'm so tired, he always emphasized after, he's like, but this is what I love to do. Mm -hmm. This is what I want to do. 
it's yeah. hard, but I, I made it hard. Basically. Yeah. Yeah. Where he's, I so. think at one point he was even like, you know, I don't have to be doing this. Like I'm, right. He's exactly. Like, I'm putting pressure on myself to do this. And he's like, I could just be like relaxing, doing my own thing, but this is something I really want to do. Yeah. And so I feel like, I feel like the documentary did such a great job of kind of showcasing his creative process and really kind of just like demonstrating, I think for all of like for all of the members, kind of what their day to day looks like. Yeah. Um, it was really neat to see just how involved he was. He was literally involved in every step of the way. Yeah. It like made down me... to like the dance rehearsals. So down to like what what the videos look like. He was like approving yeah. the videos playing for the listening party. Like yeah. literally every single he aspect tasted of that. The food. Yes. And the yeah. drinks. So literally every single aspect of Jack in the Box he was part of. And, and like, like I guarantee you also <laughs> the documentary J Hope mm-hmm. in the Box he started that at the beginning obviously oh, because obviously. he was filming himself like 2 years before or whatever. Yeah. Just making his work. So, like, this is something, like, the documentary has been something he's planned. So, it's like, what else yeah. have you planned, J-Hope? Oh, my God. Like, he said that it was, like, 2019, 2020. Yeah. That he kind of came up with the whole concept. And so, he's been working on it, essentially, since then. And I think he even mentioned, like, after he finished hope world like there was this Mm -hmm. he was like okay well I've done this I've shown this part of myself now let's show them something different and it's it goes back to like what we were talking about with RM and Indigo like it was like you could tell that Jack in the Box was like such a labor of love and him really kind of like I don't know just like delving deep and exploring a lot of the I think emotions that kind of came up during the pandemic Mm -hmm. and like you can just tell how much of his like heart and soul he poured into it. Yeah. And then documentary made that even more obvious. Also, it made me want to fight everybody who was like, oh, he didn't get a chance. They didn't promote him. And it was like, no, he did everything. He worked so hard how dare you undermine the one who was like let's not do a physical album like yeah so to question all of that is to question j-hope and like i don't want to do that because he's lovely he's a genius he's a creative genius he is you know what else i thought was very smart was how they put dynamite into his Lollapalooza set Mm -hmm. how they were how they were like talking about it and justifying it and stuff like that Mm -hmm. and i think when you look at their the reasoning i'm like they are so smart because in general it's a smart move because that's their most popular Uh song but to have it the tropical version to have army sing it yes instead of him like for him to like make it the dance break like every like every single aspect of that was so smart and they talked that all through basically I loved seeing him interact with his team yeah because you could tell like there's so much respect there and he's not just somebody who's like all right I see it this way and I want it to happen this way he's taking in their feedback there it's a very collaborative and like Mm -hmm. like very like synergetic process I feel like like he genuinely um appreciates the advice and guidance that he's being given. Yeah. And I love that his team is just like so supportive of his vision. Mm-hmm. And he just also seems like such a nice guy. Like the band loved him. Like yes. everybody he interacted with. All he was the like, dancers. Yeah. Thank- like, thank you for doing this. Like everybody was so complimentary of him. And one of the like little interviews that they released um, in the lead up to the documentary dropping they asked mm-hmm. him, like, it was essentially, like, what was, what what happened after you got off stage? Like, what was your feeling? How did you 
feel about your performance, that kind of thing. And he made reference to the fact he's like, oh, he was like, I didn't, he was like, I, I wasn't quite sure like how to feel about it until the sound guy came and the sound guy never says anything about our performances. Yeah. And he was like, that was amazing. And he was like, and yeah. then I felt really, really good. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm like, oh gosh, J-Hope. Like, uh. He's just, it's, it was so nice. To, I don't know, to just be immersed into J-Hope for an hour and a half, you know? Yeah. Yeah. See his also, creative process. Yeah. yeah. I really liked the editing about how no, they kind of, yes. they started in one, at like the end and then they jumped forward, like the, like, to the beginning. Yeah. Thing was, worked really well, I thought. It worked really well. I really enjoyed that. Um, yeah. Because it was like, well, like I like that they would have these interviews with him maybe like after the fact and it would, mm-hmm. he would say something in the interview that would connect to a moment that he had already been captured yeah. on film or something like the way that they, the way that they told his story felt like so him. Um, mm-hmm. But it was also like, I don't know. It was, it was just really clever that the, the way they did it, because I don't know. I, I felt like I was getting to know him on like a, a more personal level. Right. Yeah. You know, there's just something about like kind of those time jumps that seem mm-hmm. that could seem so jarring if mm-hmm. they weren't done right, but they were done right. So it was just like a, a smoothness that um, moved you forward, even though you were going backwards. Yeah, you know? it was like it was like you were being carried into a flashback that yeah. Hope was having in his own mind. Yeah, you know, and so that there was like this like intimacy with them. Where it was like, yeah. oh, we're flashing back to this moment, and this is this is what he means mm-hmm. like this is what he's talking about yeah which is really really cool um and I love that we got to see him in different locations the yeah. whole sequence when he's back at home with his with I his family oh that was one of my favorite like one his family is so funny they just have like a whole J-Hope curio cabinet like of albums and he he was like I have more stuff to give you <laughs> It's like there's more magazines. Yeah. Like, let's update this. I love the fact that they have pictures of their kids going up yes. the stairs. Adorable. Yeah. Um, that they have a Hope World rock in that their rock so garden. Cute. They were specifically like, go look. Go look in the garden. <laughs> look what we did for you. Yeah. <laughs> I thought my heart was going to like melt from fondness when he was eating breakfast and you can just see his mom I love that side note sidebar I love that we never actually saw his parents faces yeah like we saw like that they were there and they existed but we didn't see like their actual face I liked that a lot I love that they kept their privacy like that love Mm -hmm. that but I thought my heart was going to melt with fondness when he's sitting at the table and his mom is walking behind him and she's mm-hmm. holding Mickey. I know. <laughs> like a baby. I had to like, like rewind because I was like, wait, is there is a baby there? And like I like rewound and I was like, no, that's the dog. <laughs> that's Mickey. <laughs> it's Mickey. It was so fun to see Mickey. I love that J-Hope called him an old man because yes. that's what I call Leroy because Leroy is also an old man. <laughs> so I was like, so it's not just me. Everyone calls their old dogs. Yes, old, old man. man. <laughs> and I love that they talk like about the other members when he's there. Mm-hmm. Like his mom was asking about them. And I know. And she was like, like, come bring them here if they need to gain weight. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I just, I loved being able to get that glimpse into like that family dynamic because I feel like I love the fact that all of the members have kept their private lives so private Mm -hmm. and have been able to kind of maintain that boundary and keep that safe space for themselves Mm -hmm. um which the fact that they played safety zone (laughs) I know when he's like going home and then when he's also talking about the members I was like I can't do this right now (laughs) Um, but I love that they've been able to, to do that and maintain that because I think, and this goes back to stuff that like Jen's mentors have talked to him about and like what they've been talking about lately on, uh, Suchita, which is like, mm-hmm. you have to have people around you who help keep you grounded. 
and who who are there to support you and love you no matter what but who aren't just like yes men Mm -hmm. and I feel like we got to see that in the documentary like we see the people that that J-Hope surrounds himself with and it's like okay this is one of the reasons why he and the rest of the members are some of the most successful people in the industry right Mm -hmm. now yeah like they have the teams um like they have the teams and like their team works just as hard as they do mm-hmm. and they I, like I feel like they just appreciate their team so much mm-hmm. so yeah yeah I I really like um like the dynamics between the group and Hybe staff like, yes yeah and that kind of carries on to the other groups under Hybe as well so yeah it it's it just cute. makes me very happy yeah mm-hmm <laughs> I'm like, okay, good. They're they're it's easy to root for for a group like BTS, of course, because of who they are as human beings. Mm-hmm. But also it's made easier by the fact that they are being supported by a label that genuinely cares about them and their vision mm-hmm. when yeah. it comes to them as artists. So it's like I it just makes me very happy. The same thing. Yeah. Another thing I really loved was getting to see his interactions with Jimin. I know. I, I love Jimin. I love when they were like, when he was like, I don't know if I can actually do this. They're like, we'll have Jimin in makeup ready to go. Yes. <laughs> Just push him out on stage. Yes. That was one of my favorite bits in the entire yeah. thing, honestly. Like, it was just so funny. And I just, oh, their friendship makes me... Like, I feel like everyone needs a friend like Jimin mm-hmm. because he just – he was like, I wanted to come and support you and I'm here if you need me. And at one point before he went on stage, Jimin's like, I don't know, you seem like you might need some time to yourself to, like, get in the right headspace. Yeah. And j was like, no. No. Do not leave me. <laughs> That's like, actually you the last thing me. I need right now. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, you were helping me relax. The fact that, yeah. like, the staff were like, he seems so much more relaxed and so much happier now that you were here. Yeah. I was like, oh, my gosh, they're really a family. Like, no. This is a random thought, but so we were talking about Jimin, and I was just thinking about Jimin standing behind J-Hope and Becky G. Oh my gosh, yes. Because <laughs> that's so funny. But I was, so I was thinking, I was like, any army whose name is Becky and doesn't have, like, the clip of J-Hope going, Becky, <laughs> as, yes. like, their ringtone, I don't know what you guys are doing with your lives, <laughs> because I, like, want to change my name to Becky so I can do that. <laughs> it's just so sweet. <laughs> It really is. I just, uh, I love getting to see them interact with all of these other people. Like it just, it just further reinforces that they're not like, they're not these like infantilized men living in seclusion. Right. You know, like these are fully grown adults who are pursuing a career that they love, that they're like, they have trained, they Mm -hmm. dedicated their twenties to this and they're pursuing bigger and better things because they want to continue growing yeah as individuals and as a group and like they're adults and they're doing their thing like for me the moment that I was like I I didn't think I could be like more endeared by J-Hope and then he met his his muse Oh, J. Yeah, Cole. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, oh my God, he's just like us. He's just like us. <laughs> it's so funny to watch like them meet their like their heroes because they turn into like they're the biggest band in the world and they turn into like fanboys so hard. Oh, it's so cute. J Hope lost his mind. Mm-hmm. He just he the smile on his face, he was glowing. The fact that Jimin afterwards was like, I'm just really proud of you. <laughs> you didn't lose it back there. <laughs> Good like, job. You were kind of normal. <laughs> I'm like, oh, that's me and Allison. <laughs> Except I can never be normal. <laughs> I've talked about it before. You guys, you can guys go listen back. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. But I- you know, yeah. I yeah. feel like he handled that so well. Yeah. Considering he's, yeah, I just really love seeing J Hope 
like fanboy like that yeah to live his best life and also just to like express his appreciation and his admiration for somebody who Mm -hmm. has influenced his music so much like it was and I really liked how Jekyll was so surprised about um j-hope saying what his favorite like mixtape yes. was or something like that he was like really you know that one <laughs> yeah and like the specific song like i yeah. guess his it was jay cole's like man i think he was like a manager and friend or something mm-hmm. they had been talking about like the fact that i guess j-hope wanted to come and meet him and they were like, trying to like guess what it was that like drew j-hope to him yeah or like yeah, and so they were like, oh, that's the one? Like, that's it? Like, they were having a conversation about it, and it was just really, really cool to see. But uh, I just – I hope that we get to see more things like this, mm-hmm. maybe in different ways from the members. I think J-Hope is really just like – he's just – like I said, he's a creative genius, and he just has this vision in mind for what he wants to do. Like, the fact and, that he had the documentary in mind yeah. and the whole album concept and he was going to do a listening party because they don't usually do those in South Korea. And it's, like, you know, like, he he has a vision. Yeah. And he, like, he's being so ambitious mm-hmm. about what he wants to do in these solo projects. Because at the end of J-Hope in the Box, he mentioned the <sighs> next thing that he's doing hope on the street hope on the street but i'm like what is it what is it is it gonna be like a tv show is it mm-hmm. gonna be like what is it gonna be J-O? i would love for it to be like a little variety show suchita that would be the most amazing thing yeah like ugh. having different like dance crews come mm-hmm. like from like his old like like people and then other crews that are like up and coming like having them come on and talk about dance and I'm nerding out here now and like but also (sighs) like coming up with choreo together and doing that and doing like different versions you know what I mean like I do I do know what you mean genres what if all of Jimin's dance videos aren't actually promotion for his for upcoming <laughs> solo stuff. It's for Hope, it's on, for the hope on the Street. That would be very Jimin of him. It really would, right? Listen, but, this documentary yeah, just made me fall in love a little bit more with Jimin, too. So I mean, with all of them, honestly. Yeah. Sugar showed up and was like, I got to go to a wedding. And I, was I, like, know. I love him. <laughs> he was like, do you want some food? He's like, I can't. I have to eat it at this wedding. But it looks delicious. <laughs> looks very expensive. Yeah. <laughs> And like JK being like J Hope, like at the listening mm-hmm. party, and yeah. all of them, and Jen being like, "Is this the lead single? Like, this is really great. Like, this yeah. is awesome. Like, so precious. They're adorable. I love them all so much. She's so many feels. So many well, feels. Let's let's jump. Since we were talking about Jimin. Let's talk about what he's up to, you guys. Speaking um, of his little dances that he's doing on TikTok and Instagram. So he released, like, I think another one came out today. Yes. Because last episode we talked about the, the one, specifically the one that he did in Bang PD's office. Yes, yes. He did another one today. Um, in front of a with mirror. With him in front of a mirror. Yep. And... We're guessing that it's all part of the promo for his upcoming album, which we found out is going to drop on March 24th. Yes. And it is called Face. Which is the most Libra <laughs> title for like, it. Like, I mean, truly. Um, I'm so excited for this, though, because Jimin has just been... It, he has been at work. He has been working. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, get to see it. I'm very excited for it. And I bought, and I bought, um, all the versions, not the Target nice. versions. I bought, I bought the Weverse versions. Yeah, including the digital album. Love so that. I have three coming in. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? Nice. You know what else? My what? credit card is almost paid off, so I feel good about that. Purchase. You go, girl. <laughs> 
I love, so we know that there are going to be six tracks. We got the track yes. list. So we know that there's a Set Me Free Part 2. I know. Which... There was, so I, here's the problem when people reference songs kind of like Set Me Free mm-hmm. is because in my mind, it is interlude set me free so when I yes. said set, set me free part two I was like well what is part one like I was <laughs> one of those people I was like what set me free then it, like there's no just song that's set me free it's interlude <laughs> because that's how my brain works so I was very confused for like a good 20 minutes <laughs> yeah that's fair that's truly yeah. fair but now I'm like what does this mean what does it I mean, mean but and sugar's not like he's not listed track, but supreme boy is yeah so and i'm like are we gonna get a surprise Sugar surprise appears? jimin at at all of the <laughs> world tour <laughs> i can't even like process the possibility he comes of that out, right they do, now they do interlude set me free and then set me free and then they go straight into tony Monta- montana <laughs> <gasps> That's the that's the encore stage. <laughs> or it's like the first half of the concert is Sugar and the second half is Jimin. <laughs> and then they meet together at the end. Yes. <laughs> oh my goodness. But RM has three writing credits on it. That's exciting. Yes. And Jimin has five out of six. He yes. Just on it. Is it only five? I'm pretty sure someone said it was or maybe it was producer's credits. It might be producer's credit. I feel like he was on all of the... Let me look. Okay. The only song that Jim doesn't have, like, a writing credit on is Interlude Dive. So... Okay. So it's five out of the six. Five out of the six. And then um, Like Crazy, which is going to be the main... T- which is going to be the main track, is also mm-hmm. going to have an English version. So... Oh, I'm so excited. Like... but. P-Dog is all over this. I cannot wait. I feel like this is going to be some, like, R&B, gospel-inspired, like, sexy, baby-making Usher music. We can only hope. I mean, that's very on brand for Jimin, so. Right? But then watch. He'll come out with something completely different. It'll be, yeah, it'll be something we weren't. He's just rapping for the entire time. (laughs) Could you imagine? (laughs) No, that would be a terrible decision. (laughs) <laughs> oh my god or the best decision ever i don't know or yeah who knows we don't know we don't know because they literally can do everything and anything like ugh. yeah so end yeah. of march we're gonna be talking about mid-march and sugar's birthday and then we're gonna be talking about jimin and face and then we're gonna be talking about Sugar and his world tour. <laughs> yeah. Which... So it's just going to be, it's going to be Sugar, Jim, and <laughs> Sugar. <laughs> Mini Mini is going to like kill us in the next, for the next three months. Like, yeah, 100%. Yeah. Yes. And I cannot remember if Sugar's world tour was announced the last time we recorded. I don't think it was. I don't so think guys... it was. Okay. <laughs> We've mentioned it like three different times, but let's talk about it for real. You guys. <laughs> Sugar's going on a world tour, and this boy <sighs> popped up on Weaver's Live and was just like, I miss you guys, and trying to be, like, all sweet, and he talked about, like, the evils of capitalism. <laughs> Basically, like yes. I haven't watched it, but, and then the news drops, so that, he was just waiting for the news to drop to see our reactions yeah. live, how, yeah he's playing with our emotions but he he was so happy when it came out he was like (laughs) over the moon excited like he was he was just glowing like radiating joy (laughs) to i i think to just finally finally announce it because it's obviously been in the works forever oh for sure um and he's actually going like he's not going a lot of places it's a decent tour because even though he's going he's going to a decent amount of cities and Mm -hmm. doing multiple days at each city so yeah it's unfortunately he's not 
going to be in Europe, I don't think. Or Africa or, or India. Or um, or Australia. Or South America. <laughs> it's getting worse. <laughs> it's, it's, like, it's a joke with like K-pop that like yes. their world tours is North America. Um, and Asia. And or Japan and South Korea. <laughs> and yeah. But I mean, I can understand that there's such a large expense that comes with doing yeah. a tour. And already, like, he's – it's going to be a bloodbath when the tickets go on sale. Oh, yeah. I, I – like, the minute it dropped, I was, like, signing up for that fan presale. Mm-hmm. It will – have I ever been recognized as a verified fan? <laughs> no. Even though I am, you guys. I even have a merch membership, okay? Do you do all the steps, though? Do you yes. register on Weavers and then yes. Ticketmaster? Okay. Yes. Yes, Rachel, okay. yes. Okay. And then I double check and make sure that I'm registered. Okay. And it says you're registered. It's just every time. They're just like, sorry, not for you. Or they'll be like, we knew you were on the list, but uh, there's just so many people that you're on the second list. Mm. And I'm like, Ticketmaster, suck it. I hate Ticketmaster. <laughs> so Maybe this time we'll be lucky. Maybe this time the tickets will stay in our cart. I We can only hope. I mean, I did do a TikTok filter that said that I was going to go on a date with Suga. And <laughs> we were going to a concert and my gift would be a song. So, like, I feel like that means I'm going there. And the and restaurant you're... that we were going to is some, like, Filipino fast food restaurant that they're, the closest location to us is Chicago. So Yeah, yeah. Like all of the um, all of the signs were lining up, so I'm taking that as the universe saying that, that we'll get you're tickets. going and taking me. Mm-hmm. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> hey, I am taking you to Beyonce. That's true. That's true. So we we did get Beyonce tickets. We got Beyonce tickets today, you guys. I got so. I got a I got a presale code. <laughs> I'm so proud. I'm so happy for you. I've never. How does Thank it feel? You. I've never gotten I, before. <laughs> This is the first time I've gotten a pre-sale code and, like, gotten tickets. Yeah. (laughs) It was nice. It was really nice. Yeah. It it, it seems like it would feel nice. You know what, guys? Next time we talk, we might have good news to share. Or we might be crying. Or we might might be crying. We'll either be crying because we're so happy or crying because we're so sad. But either way, there will be crying. Yes. (laughs) That should be our tagline. <laughs> Either way. Either we'll way. We will be yeah. crying. Yeah. But we are going to be trying for tickets. Um, yep. I've created another spreadsheet for the group chat. Love that. Um, very much like we did for Permission to Dance LA. Uh, trying to see see what we can do, see what we can get. Um, we're, trying, we're aiming to get tickets with Sarah and Jude mm-hmm. from... We got no jams podcast, so yeah, fingers crossed. Fingers crossed, you guys. We're hoping for the Chicago days. Um, but there are it's... three. There are three Chicago dates, so I feel like we might no possibly don't, jinx, don't mm-mm, mm-mm. maybe have a chance of getting a pre-sale code for the date that we signed up for. <laughs> That's safe. I feel like that's safe. Is that safe? One of us, maybe. One of Might us. Might be lucky. Out of the four. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it looks like they're all going to be like smaller arenas. Yeah, they're definitely. Right? It's definitely like an arena tour. Yeah, which I'm like he could sell out a stadium tour, but. Oh yeah, but that also then is like that's super intimidating to then yeah, have to. Do it- by yourself for the first yeah. time yeah yeah and I feel like we just have before we like move on to a different topic mm-hmm. it's it's not just like a men yungi tour right it's, it's like sugar, sugar slash august august d so like am I gonna get seesaw seesaw and vegeta right is that gonna in the same concert because my mind will be blown. First love <gasps> and people 
the same concert allison you know if he performs first love i'm gonna lose it you're gonna lose your mind that was like one of my favorite like when we first started listening and i was like i was catching up on their discography chronologically (laughs) as one does i know um that was like one of my first favorite like solo songs yeah of the of like all of the guys like i fell in love with that song yeah it's absolutely i will die i will die we will all die we're all gonna die we're all regardless (laughs) and we're all apparently wearing white I mean, the memes alone. (laughs) I do have the idea that if we get tickets Mm -hmm. and we drive to Chicago, we put Marry Me, Yoongi, or Yoongi Marry Me on the back of the car. (gasps) Perfect. I love that idea. Um, I feel like we need to, to quickly acknowledge the fact that our friend Jasmine started that entire trend she did she started that entire trend so she's a little trendsetter she really is but she's like one that was holding the sign and like i feel like i know a famous person right and it's like now it's become a thing like it's an inside joke even amongst the members and when when there isn't a yoongi marry me post they're like there isn't a yoongi marry me post yet So, thank you, Jasmine, for kicking off one of the funniest things. The best, honestly, the best. Yes, I love that idea of putting you. I'm a genius. You, you truly are. I like it. I like it a lot. Can I segue real quick into the hype drama? Yes, please, guys. Guys, so I opened last episode with the fact that hype bought um, shares. And SM Entertainment. Mm-hmm. Well, things went crazy. So, like, one of the SM guys did a whole, like, YouTube video that was like, this is why we and all of the staff are against this merger. It's a hostile takeover. Which... Wasn't it, like, one of the chief executives? It was literally, like, one of the main guys. It yeah. was, like, the CFO or something. I don't know, but it was, so it was a whole thing. And then, so that was hilarious. Yeah. But then Hive did like a professional thing and was like, we're just, we're just trying to make the company better. <laughs> the <laughs> responding just... letter from the Hive CEO was just yeah. like chef's kiss. Like I was Mwah. like, yes, this is exactly how you do it. Thank you. <laughs> like it just, it just highlighted how immature that yes. YouTube video was. I was like, why are you bringing this YouTube drama <laughs> into this? company they're they're aiming to like make a k-drama out of it truly but then it came out that they like had like some kind of deal with cacao Mm -hmm. like in the works which basically like it essentially so i saw today on tiktok so i've been guys there's a tiktoker her name is dana doing her best i believe she does like bang tang news and stuff like yes and she has been breaking this down so all of this information that i'm telling you poorly was told by was told to me by her very well (laughs) (laughs) so if you're like what is allison even talking about go to tiktok search dana doing her best she's amazing um a chicago girl she's nice yeah anyway wish her we wish her sugar august yes good luck it was nice. She did this with Lollapalooza, but she was basically like, if you're coming to a concert in Chicago, here's what you do. So, and like hotels oh, and everything. Awesome. Like, yeah, she's really cool. Anyway, so this morning <laughs> I saw a TikTok, her TikTok where basically SM essentially sold their artists to Cacao. What? Cacao like, would own everything, basically. And, like, so that deal was, like, prime and ready to go until Hybe got into it. Oh. And, like, like Cacao would get 50% of the profits from the artists. Yeah. SM would get 50% of the profits. And then God knows the artists aren't going to get anything because the artists at SM hardly get anything anyway. That's insane. Yeah. So, yeah. 
and I feel like that's part of the reason why Hype ended up getting involved Mm -hmm. because that deal would have been horrendous for the artists people kept talking about like it wasn't one of the points that the guy from SM kept bringing up or was like trying to use as um, evidence of this hostile takeover was like the fact that High was trying to create a monopoly. Yeah, and I it was, was like, like uh, that's not what a monopoly is. is the one that has the monopoly, but okay. But yeah. yeah, it's also like that's not what monopoly is, and honestly, that's like kind of not what a hostile takeover is. Yeah, either. So yeah, like if clearly somebody needs to read like mergers and acquisitions. I mean, again, yeah, one day, you know, one day I'll do my capitalism episode anyway but also there's apparently it's kind of known within the industry that sm entertainment is shady and has some shady deals going on Mm -hmm. um and so people think the reason why sm executives are so up in arms about this is because Hybe's going to come in and start asking questions and start looking into things and trying to make things like literally Hybe was like we're just trying to make SM better yeah (laughs) and yeah the executives don't want that so it has been all their like embezzlement will be revealed or their money laundering like it's wild also I found out that S so everyone talks about how Hybe like has like all like bts stand like army and moa and everything how we're like company stands and we love hype and we'll do anything for hype and stuff Mm -hmm. like that apparently sm entertainment has a fandom name the company has a fandom (laughs) name they're like pink bloods or something like that what i was like are you kidding me and we're, (gasps) we're the ones who are company stands we don't have a domain <laughs> for Hive. I'm just trying to wrap my head around that. Like, <laughs> what? Like, even, okay, like, even the fact that it's, like, the entertainment industry, like, whatever. Like, okay, maybe there's, like, there's a greater connection to fandom in the entertainment industry. But yeah. just, like, trying to think of, like, like, just people being, like, corporate stands, you know? It's wild. Like, like ooh, ooh, what corporations do you support? Right. Like, it's like, why would you ever stand a corporation? Okay, they're evil. Yeah, <laughs> like, exactly. It's all like... corporations, you guys, are inherently evil. So, <laughs> no matter what. Like, I'm just trying to run it. <laughs> the fact that they have their own fandom. That is yeah. wild. It's wild. It's been, I've learned so much recently, and um, yeah, K-pop's fascinating, so. One day, one day I will, you will do your capitalism episode, and I will do my history of K-pop episode. One day, one day. We'll one day. This. When, <laughs> if, I don't know. <laughs> if they ever let us breathe. <laughs> they really won't. Like, it's just so much content. Yeah. All the time. Like, so much we can't even fit it all in this episode, you guys. Truly. Because we also had, they did, they released a closer music video. Yes. um, That had, like, a slight remix of the song Closer from RM's Indigo. Um, They had, like, an almost 30-minute episode about JK going to Qatar to record and perform Mm -hmm. for the, the World Cup, his song Dreamers. Like, we had Sujita episode five. We have a promo at the end of it for episode six. So it is coming soon. It is coming. And then we also have um, all the run episodes that came Guys, out. The last episode, the last episode of Run BTS until at least 2025 came out. And but- it was hilarious. It was so funny that I was la- like, I literally laughed out loud on the elliptical at the gym. <laughs> <laughs> it was so freaking hilarious. That makes me really happy. <laughs> but at least, like, there's there 2025 is still they that are, date, though. Like, so they had, like, some kind of quarter meeting. I don't know. Hype did something that was, like. Oh, a, they have to do, like, a quarterly investment meeting. Yeah, I think yeah. that's what it was. Anyway, mm-hmm. but they are basically saying that they are actively planning the comeback. 
Like they so, are, it's already in the works. Like y'all. they are working on it. I mean, so to bring it all back, back, to bring like to circle back to everything. Jay Hope was planning Jack in the Box, right? In like 2019, 2020, like he was planning Jack in the Box all the way back then. Yeah, they're already planning their 2025 comeback. Yeah. Like, and so, so I really hope that like all the naysayers who are like they're never coming back are like actually they are because they're planning it and they've yeah. said they're planning it. Yeah. And me, while all men lie, they don't about money. Oh, <laughs> well, get it, girl. Unless they're saying how much money they have, then they're probably like. But when they're trying to get money, well, not. When they're trying to keep their investors, basically. <laughs> they're like, we promise. We promise they're coming back. <laughs> when they're trying-, they're trying to convince their shareholders of their fiduciary responsibility. Yes. They're like, we promise they're coming back. So please stick with us until they do. Then they will. When they're desperate, they don't lie. Yes, there you go. <laughs> to their to their investors. Yes, yes, perfect. <laughs> anyway, so so they'll lie about concerts and they'll lie they'll about, lie about skincare. They'll lie about skincare routines. Yeah, that's another thing. They say they don't have a skincare routine. Lies. They'll lie about that. But I don't think the CEO would lie to their investors about BTS coming back. No. So I don't want to hear that argument anymore. <laughs> no more. No more. No more. Oh gosh. So we have we have we still have so much to talk about next time, you guys. Hopefully. Hopefully things will be. You know they won't. No, they won't. What am I saying? <laughs> Don't jinx what am I us saying? even more. <laughs> because, like, next time we have we have Suga's birthday to talk about. We have the concert to talk about. Like, we just, we already have stuff. We have stuff that we didn't talk about this week to talk about. Yeah, I know. Then we were like, we're going to have to push this we're gonna off because we're talking we we about J-Hope in the box. Like, yeah. ugh, a so, lot. A lot. It's a lot. So join us next time. Yes, please. And you know, we we're going to stick it out. We're going to be here for a while. Yeah. So, until next time. I'm Rachel and I'm Allison and this has been BTS Sesh. Thank you for listening to BTS Sesh. BTS Sesh is hosted and produced by Allison and Rachel and edited by Rachel. If you enjoyed the show, please consider leaving us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. You can also find us on Twitter at BTS Sesh. That's B-T-S-S-E-S-H. Please come find us in Fangirl. We love making new friends.